0: Put those hands together and help me praise it. Come on now Come on Sing with me Hello, praise I the Lord the And welcome to, to Into His Word Podcast I-E-N-T-O-HisWord.com That's where you can visit us And find out more about this Into His Word ministry Let's pray Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you today that you touch our hearts and touch our minds. Touch those that are eager and hungry to know more about the word of God. And Lord, lead us and guide us through this journey that we're upon. I pray for the sick and the afflicted, those that are hurting inside and those that are hurting on the outside with illnesses, Lord, and emotional healing. Lord, I pray that you touch these needs both near and afar. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Well, welcome to Into His Word podcast once again. Uh, To get directly to the podcast, you would type in stay.intohisword.com and you'll shoot straight to the podcast or you can go to in to his word.com. That's our website and you can pick up a few subject lessons there. Uh, do additional studies, find out what we're all about. Be sure, be certain to visit our website frequently because something new will be appearing there. And in case I miss any announcements here, I'll be sure to make them there. Uh, So we will have an announcement page or something of that nature going up. And we're so glad to have all our visitors here in the United States, Bangladesh, India, Asia, United Kingdom, Chile, over there in France. We so appreciate you listening in and we ask for your continued support and that you keep listening. Uh, Give us a shout out. Let us know you're listening. Send us an email. Uh, with any questions, uh, that you're continually listening. Uh, We do appreciate that as a big encouragement. You know, doing the work of God, sometimes you can feel like you're on an island like John all by yourself. But remember, when John was on that island, he was still receiving revelations from God. And that comes from that's in the book of Revelation. All right. So I hope during all that talk that you remembered our golden rule here on the podcast into his word and that you would have picked up your Bible by now. And if you haven't, we trust that you'll gingerly move towards that direction. And I'll give you a few moments because we'll be turning to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3. We'll touch on that a little bit. And we're going to try to encourage you to continue to live for God because we do have a eternal home to gain. Yes. A place where it flows with milk and honey. Amen. Where the Lord is the light. Amen. So let's go. Uh, I'm going to turn my Bible there too, to 2 Timothy chapter 3, for this quick Bible study. Let's see here, I'm turning my Bible. All right, if you have it, say amen. Amen. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Verse two, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, uh, unholy. Verse three, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Verse four, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Verse seven, going down a couple of verses to verse seven and it's going to say this ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth we're going to touch on a few points there and we're going to move over to another book here during our bible study as you're tuning in uh right now we're going to take a quick look at dishonoring the parents I don't know of a time now. I'm getting older in life. I just had a birthday not too long ago. And I do, I can recall uh, a time when the parents had utmost, or the kids had utmost respect for their parents. Me being from the Midwest, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. If they called you, you would say, ma'am, sir, not what, huh? Yeah, no. You know, uh, these are, Things that I grew up with, showing honor and respect to your parents. Now, as as you respect your parents, you also could respect your parents by honoring their requests of you. Will you please take out the trash? That is a and you follow through happily and do that. So let's turn over to Romans chapter one, verse 30 real quick as we're talking about dishonoring parents. Romans chapter 1, and we're going to go back to Timothy. But I'm turning here with you to Romans chapter 1 and verse 30. And it says this Backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters. Inventors of evil thoughts, disobedience to parents. These, this, Romans, this, this book of this chapter, this verse in Romans, explains the the background, the the device that's in the hearts of those that are disobedient uh, to their parents, and we see their backbiters talking about the parents behind their back. You know, siblings often do that haters of god not really loving god with all their heart with all their might and with all their soul and submitting to the ways of god because they don't believe that there is truly a god because they may not have believed that god has manifested themselves uh in their life so or may even just hate the very thing that god stands for and that their parents are teaching them regarding the word of God. Uh, There's despiteful of God, proud boasters, inventor of evil things. Uh, There's often times when, you know, instead of kids spending a lot of time, uh, and I know this from our own kids that we've raised, that instead of kids spending time on inventing or thinking on how to do good things and how to progress in the kingdom of God, how to progress in their education, how to progress in life and and how to make a good, honest, and respectable living and do respectable things. Oftentimes, the kids are are thinking of evil devices, a a shortcut, if you would, uh, a way to do things uh, and and to get away with it easily. And this is not the will of God for kids. And it says in verse 31 of Romans, it says, Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, uh, implacable and unmerciful. So uh, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So now you have a group of people because they're having pleasure of those that do these things. So now you have more than one person that's that's actually doing these things. And and there's a group of them together uh, doing them. You know, it says like misery loves company. So we have here and, you know, and there's no honor among thieves. So that indicates that there's a group of thieves, but even they don't have honor amongst themselves. Uh, Let's go on back over to Timothy. uh, Chapter three, again, uh, we're going to pick up uh, on the ingratitude or the unthankfulness uh, of kids, of people. It doesn't matter. These what I'm talking about is what's happening today. Right now, this this is very relevant to 2020. This is re- very relevant in your life throughout. So this word of God is alive and it's real. Uh, there is a ingratitude, an unthankfulness of, uh, of of things that are giving, and it's almost as if. Well, I can't say almost. I'll just say directly. It's as if uh, this generation, uh, this younger generation I would say born around in the uh, in 2000s 2000, 2001 2003 2004 right around there this that generation they seem to have this uh, this uh, spirit if you would of entitlement and it may even go beyond 2003 into 2004 2005 uh, where these children, These kids have this this spirit of entitlement about them. So when you when you give them something, there's no real serious thankfulness for a lot of them. And and they feel entitled to it. And and you'll go to the store, you go different places and and they just like, why can't I have that? I'm entitled to it. But all the all the while they've been dishonoring you and they've been treating you bad as a parent. And they show ingratitude, ingratitude, Luke. Let's go over to the book of Luke, chapter six. Uh, Luke, chapter six. And keep in your place in Timothy, because we're always going to be referring back to Timothy for a while. Luke, chapter six, verse thirty five. And we have there. But love your enemies. And do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great and ye shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. So our responsibility as parents, our responsibility of saints of God is to do good. But this would be like hot coals upon their heads. But uh, and oftentimes uh, these people with the wickedness of this world uh, still have that tendency to be unthankful. And to have this, uh, this feeling of uh, entitlement once again. And another point I'd like to bring out is despisers of those that are good. Despisers of those that are good. Uh, let's go over to 1 Timothy. I believe it's 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1. Verse nine, knowing this, that the law is not made for the righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers. So there is a reason why these laws, why we have laws put into place is to keep the ungodly, the unlawful in order because if you're going to the those that keep the law they don't need a law to keep them in order because these people are going to do right automatically but those that are lawless this is why this is put in to place because they despise as we read in timothy they despise the things that are good and lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god In verse four, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, Uh, despisers of those that are good. uh, We could see that in verse three, Uh, just in case you thought I missed that. I didn't. But uh, despisers, uh, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now, that's very easy to pick up because how often has somebody knocked on your door how often has somebody, uh, this is for those that are the non believers, for those that, that want to get into the church, for those that are, are seeking God? How often is it that you knock on their door or you invite a friend, relative, or neighbor for a Bible study or to the house of God? I know I'm always inviting. That's what the purpose of this podcast is. I'm reaching, I'm grabbing. This is just another way for God to reach the lost. Another way for Jesus Christ to extend his arm of mercy to those that are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. But those have a tendency to say, not today, some other day. I'll spend that time and I'll serve God. Hallelujah. I'll, maybe, maybe another day I'll serve God. We have to put our pleasures, our earthly pleasures beneath God. And we have to put God first. The Bible tells us that uh, everything that is an abomination, I'm paraphrasing, that which is an abomination, uh, that which is um, highly esteemed above God among men, that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination to God. So if we esteem uh our car, our, our, our material things, our, 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 our whatever it is that above God, then that's abomination to God. Uh, you can almost say this. That's right on the border. It could be of idolatry because we're putting that above God. And we're saying that God, this means more to me than you. Hallelujah. So we know we need to put God first. In all that we do, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Hallelujah. We need to honor our parents. Hallelujah. And perhaps this is why the world is so chaotic today, because if the children, if the uh, young adults somewhere through life had not honored their parents uh, the way that the Bible tells us, perhaps they would not have felt that it was such a necessity, such a necessity to riot uh, in an evil fashion instead of just peaceful protests. What was the point in the in the rioting, uh, breaking in stores, looting, is what I'm speaking of. No, we need to keep our focus and our mind on Jesus. Hallelujah. And we need to hold to the word. But while this world is going to crumbles, Jesus Christ gave us hope through his word, Jesus Christ, let us know that the believers, those that are truly believing, those that are at home praying while all this rioting and looting and senseless killing was going on. Hallelujah. And praying for the families of those that were sick and, and, and injured and and, and murdered in, during these times. And as these, uh, this pandemic affects, uh, accre- increases, increases. We need to continue in prayer because obviously, obviously, because I believe because of this rioting and uh, the looting. This is uh, just set the whole and and the opening up of the country just set this whole thing on a whole nother level. So we need to continue in prayer because God has a place prepared for us. Amen. And we have to make sure we get there. We don't need to worry about. About everything that's going on here. Because for the believer. For the born again believer. Jesus Christ has already made the way. And for those of you. That are wondering how to get to the way. How to follow the way. It is very simple. It's to repent of your sins. And to be born again. Of the water. And of the spirit. Hallelujah. That's being baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. For the remission. For the forgiveness of your sin. And the Bible tells us this. In John chapter 14. Verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe in me also. In my father's house. Are many mansions. If it were not so. I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am. There, ye, there ye may be also, and whether I go, you know the way, and you know. Uh, excuse me. And whether I go, you know, and I and the way you know. But Thomas has something to say. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Thomas, being a follower, a disciple of Jesus, now here in John chapter fourteen. Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's not just talking to regular people, uh, regular Gentiles, the non-believers. Right now, while he was walking on the face of the earth, this discourse was to the believers, the disciples, the students, the followers of Jesus Christ, his disciples. So Jesus took a moment to comfort them the trials and tribulations that they were going through in their life. In, in Matthew, we can read about the tribulations, earthquake, famines and wars and rumors of wars. We can read about that. But Jesus took a moment out of his busy schedule, out of his day. He's never too busy to stop by. Hallelujah. And pray for you at his appointed time. He's never too busy to give you some words of wisdom, some words of encouragement. To keep you going in a time of trouble So here He said at the first verse Let not your heart be troubled Now we're living in some difficult times So my word to you today As listeners To Into His Word podcast The encouraging word of listening uh, Into His Word podcast uh, word.com, My encouraging word Is to you today Let not your heart Be troubled Although we know that we're living in perilous times, the disciples was living in perilous times. There have been perilous times in the past. We can look at the civil rights movement. We can look at um, indentured servant times in life. hallelujah, there's been perilous times in different countries, uh, Chinaman Square, Russia, uh, all over the place. There's been perilous times. But we have to stand fast on the word of God because the word of God tells us he is. Now, that doesn't just mean for men, but he and she and they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So that's how we have to live our life. We have to endure. So Thomas, his question was, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? And Jesus in verse John, chapter 14, verse six, said: Jesus said unto him, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. If ye had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Now here Jesus said, If you know me, you should have known the Father. And from henceforth, from this moment on, Thomas, you've seen the Father and you know the Father. So Jesus is saying, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And since you've seen me, you know, the father, I just had to break that down because I know there's someone listening that this didn't quite understand that. Hallelujah. And then Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the father. And it suffice us. In other words, it will be sufficient. Jesus, just show us the father and we'll be okay. And in John chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse nine, Jesus said unto him, have I been so long time with you? And yet has that not has that has thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then show us the Father? I'm here to tell you right now. It doesn't get any clearer than that. Now Thomas was called doubt doubting Thomas for a reason, for more than one reason. Hallelujah. But right here I'm gonna talk about the reason why Thomas was doubting. Thomas said, how can we know the way we don't even know who the father is? Uh, hallelujah. That's what Thomas was saying. We don't have anybody to lead and guide us. And Jesus already answered that and said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man come to the father, but by me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Philip said, well, show us the father. Who is the father? Jesus answered him very simply. And he said, hey, basically, let me paraphrase this. Have I been so long that you haven't that you don't know me, that I am the father, Philip? And I'm sure Thomas is right there listening, scratching his head, like saying, oh, yeah, that's true. The father, Jesus, he's right here in the flesh. This guy who was born of Mary is the father. What a revelation Thomas had and and, and Jesus explained that to them. Then in verse uh, 10, Jesus goes on to say, "Believest thou that I am in the father and the father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Hallelujah. Well, that still now it sounds like Jesus is talking about somebody else. But Jesus is saying the father God is in me. Hallelujah. The spirit of God is in me and he's doing the works through me. Hallelujah. How many times have you heard the word of God preached? How many times have you felt the spirit of God moving? You born again, believers baptized in Jesus name and you feel the spirit moving and your heart gets to pounding and you speak in other tongues as the spirit of God gives the utterance of praise God. If you turn to John four and twenty four, please. Hallelujah. We're going to read that together and we're going to come back to John 14. Let's go over to John four and 24. As I'm turning my Bible there, I'm going to hallelujah on the way. Praise God. John four and 24. And it says very simple. Hallelujah. When Jesus said this to them, he said, uh, uh, I in John chapter 14, verse 10. He says, I speak not of myself, but the father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. In John 4 and 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So God will never see the man, the God, the man in this world. Hallelujah. Because he's a spirit. Jesus said, I am with you. Hallelujah. But soon the spirit wants to be in you. I shall be in you. Praise God. Let's move along in John chapter 14. We have quite a ways to go here. Remember, let not your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. He's gone to prepare a place for you. And that place is called heaven. Hallelujah. That where he is there, you may be also. Hallelujah. That means the cares of this world should not mean that much to you because you have a heavenly hope. You have a brighter future ahead of you. Sure, we have to survive while we're here on the face of the earth and we have to leave and make a good example along the way. But we have to keep in mind that our heavenly home for you, born again believers, baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins and filled with the Holy Ghost and living a sanctified life. Hallelujah. Jesus died for you and he went to prepare a place for you. Verse 11 in John chapter 14. Believe me that I am in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do. Shall he do also and greater works than those shall he do. Because I go unto my father. He's going to go to the spirit. Jesus is preparing his disciples, his followers, his students. He's saying, look, I got to go and I got to prepare a place for you. And where you are, where I am, you're going to be there also. Now, remember the disciples, the followers of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why am I doing this? Because I'm trying to encourage people to become followers, to become disciples, of Jesus, once you become a disciple of Jesus, then this is applicable to you. But you, he's this is written to give you hope to let you know, hallelujah, that there is a place prepared for you. Praise God, that there is a place you can go and live with Jesus and live in bliss forevermore. Verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the father may be glorified in the son. Verse 14. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The spirit of truth. What was that? John 24 and 24. For God is a spirit, and them that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That was in John 4 and 24. And here we have it here in John 14 and 17. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He's talking to the disciples, Jesus Christ, the Father. The Holy Ghost, the spirit of God right there, manifest in the flesh, talking to the disciples, saying, hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. But soon I want to be in you. I want the spirit that's within me to be within you. And he says, soon it shall be in you. Hallelujah. 18. John 14, 18. I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. Let's go on down to twenty six. Hallelujah. Verse 26 says this, but the comforter, which the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name. What? Now, this is Jesus talking. If you got your uh, King James version out and it's in red, red writing, that's because Jesus Christ is saying this out of the very words of his mouth. He's saying verse 26. Let's keep it again. Let's read it again. He says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So the Holy Ghost comes in the name of Jesus Christ. So you mean to tell me if I do. What John, what Nicodemus was asking, hallelujah, born again of the water and of the spirit, that the Holy Ghost will come in the name of Jesus Christ, which is the Comforter. So during these perilous times, during these terrible times, during these turbulent, triumphant times, hallelujah, I can have peace in my life when everybody else has turmoil and upset and up evil going on in their life. These non believers. Hallelujah. I'm talking about true believers. I'm not some talking about somebody that says, oh, I love Jesus. And tomorrow they're at the nightclub or uh, hypocritin around. Now, you know what I'm talking about? You know, though, there are those people out there. I'm sorry. I just got to say it the way it is. Praise God. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. And that's what's going to make us free is the truth. We have to have the truth. We have to rightly divide the word of truth. Because the Bible tells us that the word of God is quick and powerful and is sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the dividing ascender of the joints and marrow. Now, here's a key point. It is a discerner. The word of God discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. And this is why we can see here where it says, but the comforter in John 14 and 26, it says, but the comforter which is the Holy ghost whom the father will send in my name, the comforter. He will teach you. He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. So all these things that Jesus has said to his disciples, to us students, learners of his word, followers of the word of God, is going to bring us to our remembrance. Because we're like the Bereans in the book of Acts. We're always reading. We're always diligently studying. We're always seeking the word of God. Our mind is on the word of God. We're trying to see whether or not these things be. We're trying to understand God. Because the more of God that we get into our hearts. The more of God will be like it. it is shine forth out of us. Hallelujah. So there comes a time in life where we just got to say, I got to have the Lord. And I'm tired of this, but I can't do it on my own. I'm tired of my life being the way that it is. What's the benefit? What's in it for me? Hallelujah. Eternal life is in it for you. Peace, love, joy, happiness. I tell you, the word of God will make you love the unlovable. The word of God will give you peace where there is no peace. Even Jesus spoke to the wind, the raging sea. The peace was out of control. Jesus said, peace be still. He just yelled out to the peace. Peace. Be still. Hallelujah. He's God almighty. And the men on the ship, what kind of god? Who is this guy? He can just talk to the to the elements, to the wind, to the wave, to the water and it just controls him, controls it. Listen to him. Tell you it's going to come a time in life where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Today is the day of salvation. And now is the acceptable time. You can come to Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Contact me for a place of study. Contact me for a place of baptism because he that believeth and is baptized, the same shall be saved. We want to repent and save ourselves from this untowards generation. According to the Bible, that's the only way to save ourselves is remission of sins. That means. Because of Jesus' blood, he brought our sins back. His blood poured down the hill of Golgotha. Hallelujah, the place of the skull, down Calvary's hills of sorrow. Hallelujah, he gave up his life for you and for me and for all humanity, that we would have life eternal. And as he did that, he spoke to eternity in the spirit. And he spoke and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I believe that he was not only speaking to those centurions as they put him on the cross. I believe that he was not only speaking to those that yelled out, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. I believe, as I had already said, I'm just explaining that he was looking down the road to eternity. To those that was worried, hallelujah, during the COVID-19 and other perilous times upon the face of the earth and weighing in the balances of life. Should I live for God? Should I not live for God? But he says, I'm going to die for them that don't want to do right. And that somebody from into his word, from another church, hallelujah, will come out with this true word of God, with this true message of salvation, hallelujah, and speak it to them. Because forgive them, Lord, when they're going astray, they know not what they do. So right now, send an email, send a phone call. Hallelujah. And it's time to get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness or for the remission of sins. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you right now. Hallelujah. I feel this with all my heart, with all my might, with all my soul. This gospel message is for whosoever will. Let him come quickly and drink from the wells of living water. Let us pray. And then we'll see you at the next podcast. Lord Jesus, we ask you today, Lord, that this word lands, lands Lord, on the hearts and minds of those that are listening. Jesus. That their hearts will be pricked and their minds will be made up to change. Lord. That they don't have to really worry through these perilous times. For those that are not following your word, those that are dishonoring parents, showing ingratitude, despisers of those that are good and things that are good. And for those that are lovers of pleasure and more than lovers of God, Lord, they can turn from their wicked ways. They can repent of their sins, Lord, and and come to Jesus and come to you because there's a promise written for the disciples, for the followers, for the students of Jesus. And that promise starts out like this. Let not your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. So we hope to hear from you soon. Hallelujah. Show me some love by email. Keep in touch. I do appreciate them. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Until next podcast, we'll be coming up with the White Horse. God bless